0: the guy Some to him to. Declare love for you tonight. Manana I'm coming back to the heart of worship It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing. I've made it When it's all Oh Jesus Say I'm Coming back To the place Of worship Where I'm not gonna hold back my worship Jesus Cause it's all about you Yes I'm Glory Lord all the things I've made, it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. Say, I'm coming back, coming back to the, of the world It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. Lord, it's all about you tonight, yes. It's all about it's all about you tonight, Jesus. Take your place in our worship. Say it's all about you, Jesus. My worship is all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. To you, Jesus. It's all about you. Oh, it's all about you, Jesus. It's all, about you, He's all about, Jesus.
1: about you, Jesus. Lift up your hands. It's all about him. It's all about him. I want you to give him thanks this morning, this evening. Lord, it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I want you to give him thanks. I want you to exalt his holy name, lift up your hands and give him thanks this evening. It's all about him, forget about the things that he has not done, just give him thanks for who he is. Lord, it's all about you, When when everything goes, it's all about you, Jesus. Give him thanks, give him thanks, all we have come to do this evening, so give him thanks. It's all about him. It's not about us. It is about him to give him his word, to give him his grace, to give him his glory, to give him what is due to him. He's our father. He's our king. He's our maker. It's all about you, Jesus.
0: Oh, it's all about you, Jesus. Of Jesus it's all about you Oh it's all about you It's all about you Jesus You are God from beginning to the end There's no place for argument You are God of yourself God, you are God, God. From, beginning from beginning to the end. There's no place, there's no place for argument. You are God by yourself. You God all by yourself. Say you've got times, you've got times and seasons in your
1: Jaira he is the one and only God, the one who was with and who is to come. Give him thanks this evening and exalt him. It is not about you tonight. It's about him. It's about Jesus. He is God all by himself. Give him thanks all over this place. Lift up your voice, O oh ye people, and give him thanks this evening. Exalt his holy name. He is God all by himself. There is none beside him. There is none compared to him.
2: Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom even in people of God. Shalom even in church. Please, I believe you are all doing well. amazing amazing wow i give god praise for your lives by the special grace of god myself and my family we are doing well god bless you and keep all of you strong in the name of jesus amen hallelujah All right, all right. I want to welcome all of you to this evening's session of the prophetic training. And by the special grace of God, we are here to dive deep into the Word of God. Hallelujah. And um, that was Monday so so. Yeah. We started with the introduction of the chemistry of God and we laid a foundation on what chemistry actually is. And we also understood some historical background even of chemistry. We understood what the name chemistry actually stands for and the three main um, sources of the meaning of the word chemistry. We understood it from the Egyptian um, perspective, also from the Grecian perspective, and also from the Arabic perspective. And we came to a conclusion that when we speak of chemistry, we are actually talking about the composition of a particular matter and the changes that it undergoes. So we are going to focus so much on the composition of things and the changes they undergo. That is basically what chemistry is all about. Now, we are understanding this chemistry on the dimension of God. That means that whatever God has created, we are trying to look at the composition of what God has created and the changes that that creature undergoes. Are you following? So anytime we find out the word change in the Bible, it means that there is going to be a chemical process from the perspective of God that will go on over there. Now we all understood that when man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we changed from a dimension of glory The Bible said, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means when we had not sinned, we were not short of God's glory. So there was a certain glory we had. But when we sinned, the glory changed and we fell short of that glory. That means a change had actually occurred in us. What is that change? So we are going back to look at the composition of the body of Adam as he used to be and the change that occurred when he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and then the bible also says that a time will come in the book of first corinthians chapter 15 verse 50 downwards the word of the law speaks of the fact that we are going to be changed this body will be changed and when this body changes we are going to have a glorious body just like christ jesus has That also clearly tells us that a certain chemical work will will go on over there. So anytime you hear the word change in the scriptures, then the chemistry of God is about to be made manifest. So what we are actually talking about is we are trying to know the composition of what God has created. And when we get to know that which constitutes a thing, we will now know the true nature of those things. Then we will now understand that when the man or that thing changes to a different nature, we will know what he has either lost or gained. Are you listening to me? So this topic is very rare. Uh, Mostly you will not hear it in churches or even in um, theological seminaries. But then those that want to go deep into God um, would understand. And I thank God for your life that you are here. Hallelujah. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. So then um, let me just ask if anybody has a question um, pertaining to what we studied last Monday. If you have any question with what we studied, you can feel free and ask if you have any questions. Any question?
3: Any question?
2: Okay. All right. We don't have any questions. That's fine. Okay, it means we have all understood um, what we studied the last time. Now, let's move on to today's session. Now, when we were talking about the chemistry of God um, last Monday, um, we understood that God actually made Adam using a certain dust which is not the normal dust we see outside now you see when people when you even take the dust we see outside here and try to mold it into a human body it's not possible you don't get something that looks like our body are you getting it so there's actually something that God used for this body and it is not the normal dust, even the body that we see now that has still fallen from the original dust, God used us. God used to make us. Even this fallen body, still, man cannot get any kind of dust to make it like this body. Even this fallen body, the Bible called this body a vile bodies, and that word "vile" there means something that is lower in an estate. To be low. So this body is lower than it used to be. Yet, no man can form this kind of body. Scientists have tried several times, still, they didn't get it. But then this kind of body which we have now is not as steady we are going back into knowing what god used to make adam and that is how come we read from the tagum jonathan and we understood that god made adam according to two inclinations and the bible said that he also picked the dust from the sanctuary then he mixed it with all the winds of the world and also all the waters all the rivers of the world and after that he breathed into that which he had formed and that which god breathed into that became a, a speaking spirit that enlightened the eyes so we now concluded from the scripture And also from the river that entered into Eden to water the garden, that God, he picked a certain dust from the temple. And that dust clearly is a gold dust that he used that gold dust to form Adam's body. Now when you come to earthly matters, gold is a symbol of glory gold is a symbol of glory that clearly should let us know that god formed the body of adam for glory and when we speak of glory we are actually talking about the manifestation of god the manifestation of god so adam was made in the very image and likeness of god to reveal god and that is why god used gold and i told you that there are a lot of metals or let me say precious stones in creation but we got to know that all these metallic substances when they are being used as transmitters of electricity there is what we call resistance in them because according to physics everything that god has created has a certain resistance in it and that resistance stand against that which passes through it but when it comes to gold and its transmission of electrical power it has no resistance or less resistance so god decided to use gold to make the man's body so that when He is revealing himself through man nothing will resist that revelation and then that shiny thing will manifest in its brightest form but then something happened to man we now also understood the DNA of God and we got to know that God is a nine-stranded DNA being based on his revelation a nine-stranded DNA being. we got to understand that the father is a three-stranded DNA being, the son also, then the spirit. And we understood that the DNA actually speaks of the character trait of an entity or of a being. The, the DNA of anything speaks of the character of that being, so we spoke of the fact that the father's DNA is in these three dimensions, and the father's DNA is love, judgment, and justice. Love, judgment, and justice. We brushed on that. We we'll go into that later, and we also understood that that of the son is the way, the truth and their life. And that of the Holy Spirit is righteousness, peace, and joy. These are the DNA that is in God, giving us the Trinity. Hallelujah. And we also understood that man also was a three-stranded DNA being. And the third DNA was actually the DNA of light that sponsored the revelation of the manifestation of God in man. But when we ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that strand strand of DNA was locked up and it could not manifest. So we were left with only two-stranded DNA which still we have right now. But then, when a person believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, that light strand DNA is also activated. But it will only take communion with the Holy Spirit that there will be a mingling of that white strand of DNA with the double helix DNA we have. So that when that mingling takes place, we will not look like human beings again. will look like a body that is glorified that is what paul and all the other apostles have been heralding even from the inception of the church hallelujah all right now this evening i want us to understand something very very important and what i want us to understand is what we call Priesthood. The priesthood. The priesthood. Now, when you read through the Word of God, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is our priest. Hallelujah. We know. That Jesus Christ is our priest. Why is Jesus our priest? And what makes Jesus a priest? Are you following? And what at all is priesthood? What then is the way of a priest? And what actually are some of the characteristics that depict that one is a priest. Now one of the main things you need to understand about priesthood is that priesthood means ministering to God, ministering to God. In the book of Exodus chapter 28 Exodus chapter 28, verse 1 downwards. The word of the Lord said, He said, You are to bring your brother Aaron along with his sons from among the Israelites, so they can serve as priests for me. When read the King James, he says, And take thou unto thee Aaron thy brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office.
0: The gift of tongues.
2: Even Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar, Aaron's sons, Now, God said they should minister to him in the priestly office. So, the main reason for which these people are being made priests is to minister to God. Are you following? So when we read the book of Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible said, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Then Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, the Bible says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest That is passed into the heavens Jesus, the son of God Let us hold fast our profession
3: Are you listening to me?
2: Good Now the Bible also says In Hebrews chapter 5 verse 1 The word of the Lord said, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. So when there is a priest that is taken among men, that priest is ordained for men, pertaining to the things of God, so that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices. Don't forget these two words, gifts and sacrifices. Are you following Now, the main purpose and the main work of a priest is to minister to God. Now, in the ancient times, stay focused. I'm about to open some few things up for you to understand. In the ancient times, during the time of the Israelites, there were only three people that were anointed with oil only three categories of people that were anointed with oil the first one are the priests the second the kings and the third the prophets these were the only three people or the only three categories of people that were anointed with oil now, the word anointed. Good. My son, I'll come to that. Don't worry. I'll come to that. The only three categories of people that were anointed with oil were the priests. The prophets and the Kings now the word anointed in the Hebrew is the word to be anointed it means you are the Messiah hmm. are you following the messianic work? because when you look at the word anointed in the Greek that is why when we say Jesus is the Christ. It means he's the anointed one. And the word Christ is the Greek word for the Hebrew word Messiah. Are you following? But then, when you look at the Hebrew word Messiah, when you go deep, the root word is actually Messiah. Or Mashiach. That is the root word. No wonder mostly we call Jesus Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus the Christ. Now, if only kings, priests, if only kings, priests, and prophets were anointed with oil in the times of old. Now, one of the things we need to also understand is that most of the things that were happening in Israel were actually things that God was trying to reveal. They were typologies of a lot of things that were in the heavens. Now, the Bible calls Jesus the Christ or the anointed. The word of the Lord also told us that there was a certain guy in heaven by name heleo In Greek we call him Lucifer or in Latin Lucifer. This guy was the anointed cherub. Why was he anointed? The word of the Lord never made mention of any entity in the heavenly realms that was anointed. With the exception of the Christ the Lord Jesus, and this guy called Hilel. How can a cherub be anointed? If a cherub is being anointed, then in the context of what anointing is, according to what God did with the anointing in the times of old, then it is either the guy was fulfilling either a prophetic office work, a kinship work, or a priestly work. Are you following? So now, what work actually was Heleo fulfilling? We can only know the work that Helel was fulfilling when we come into the Old Testament and begin to look at the prophets, begin to look at the kings, and also begin to look at the priests. What are some of the characteristics in these three categories of people that is common to Lucifer? We now will realize that when we got to the priestly office, we understood that God told the priests, to put on a certain garment that had 12 precious stones. Then later we found out that when God was making the body of Lucifer, he used nine of the 12 stones to make Lucifer's body. That clearly should tell you that what Lucifer was actually doing in heaven was a priestly work. He was ministering to God. Are you following? The spirit of the Lord came
0: upon you. The Holy Ghost sent from heaven.
2: Good. Now, if that is so, why these stones? What are the purpose of these stones? So, if Hillel was a priest, what kind of priest is that? And what kind of priest is Jesus? And what kind of priest was the Levitical priesthood? Now, we should now know because we have come to understand that. Now, follow. When we read through the Bible, we have only seen the two-dimensional priesthood, the Levitical priesthood and the priesthood according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, when we look at the Levitical priesthood, you would realize how it, the whole thing started. Because the original plan of God was that he wanted a kingdom of priests unto himself. Are you following wanted a kingdom of priests unto himself now when you read the book of exodus chapter 19 When God was calling the children of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land, God said to them in the book of Exodus chapter 19 verse 5 and 6, He said, Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me." above all people for all the earth is mine verse 6 and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests my holy nation so the agenda of god was not only to get a few group of people to be priests he wanted to make the whole nation the whole kingdom priest like everybody Will be a priest. Everybody can minister to God. This was the original mandate and plan of God. And after God saved the children of Israel from slavery, they got to a certain place and the gold and the precious things that God allowed them to take from Egypt so that they would build a tabernacle for the Lord with They used those things to mold it into a calf and they started worshipping it, saying that this is the one that brought us out of Egypt. And when that happened, God decided to destroy the people and use only Moses to create a new people for himself. But then... Moses told God that if you do so, and the Egyptians hear that this is what you have done, they will say you even brought your people to kill them. Then the Bible said God repented of the evil that he had planned to do. When Moses descended from the mountain, the Bible said the Levites ran to Moses because Moses asked who is on the Lord's side. And the Levites were the people that ran to Moses first. And God said, Because these are the people that have run to me first, they are hereby going to be priests unto me. So this is how come the people of Levites became priests in Israel. But then the whole plan of God It's not to make only Levites priests, but then to make all of us priests. And that is what Jesus came to do. So when we read the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 1, the Bible said, verse 5 and 6, the word of the Lord said, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead? And the praise of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Verse 6 And he has made us kings and priests. He has made all of us who have believed in him kings and priests. Unto God his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So now we all are priests, we all can minister to God. You can be in your own room and minister to God. It was not so in the beginning. And when Jesus was making us priests, he did not only make us priests, he also made us kings. And the reason is because he himself, he was the priest according to the order of Melchizedek. And what is the order of Melchizedek? I can only give a simple definition because it's a big thing to talk about. The order of Melchizedek actually here speaks of the fact that Melchizedek, the Bible calls him the king of Salem. So the man was a king and was also the priest of the Most High God. So the priest... The, uh, the order of Melchizedek actually speaks of the king priest. That one man is a king and a priest at the same time. Now, this fulfills God's original plan for the Israelites according to the book of Exodus chapter 19 verse 6. The Levitical priesthood were not kings. I don't know if I get in my point. Are you following? Because when you go into the Old Testament and you begin to look at the way God decided the thing of kingship, it actually came even out of the mouth of Jacob when he was blessing his children in the book of Genesis chapter 49. When he got to one of the sons, the fourth born. Called Judah, he said, The scepter shall not depart from Judah. Now, the scepter actually in T it is called Afna, and that is mostly what the kings will hold. That speaks of the kingship.
3: Are you following?
2: So according to the plan of God, the kings were supposed to be out of Judah. And during that time, the priests were already, you know, selected by God from the Levites. But here comes Jesus. Who is a king and a priest at the same time? manifesting in the old testament as melchizedek so now which tribe will you say that jesus is from because his priesthood is not according to the levitical dimension and the levitical priesthood actually used the blood of boots and goats to cover sins but the kind of priesthood of the lord jesus is high because he used his own blood not to cover sins, but to wipe away sins forever. Now, in the Levitical priesthood, the sins were covered with the blood of bulls and goats for a year. And after one year, the blood of the bulls and goats will dry up and the sin will resurface again and whenever god sees sin because he's a just god and for the wages of sin is death he will be pushed to perform justice which means he will start killing the people and punishing them according to their sins but then he has set up a priestly office so that Before that year ends, the people will come to God again. And the priest will present their blood before the Lord. So that their sins will be covered for another year. But here comes Jesus. That means that in the Levitical priesthood, the work will be done every year, every year, every year. But Jesus' priesthood, he did it once and for all. Are you following? Nice one. Nice one. Now, this is just to let us understand the differences in the priesthood. So when you hear a priest who is according to the order of Melchizedek, it means this priest is work, is once and for all. And this priest is also a king. The three dimensions of Jesus. Now there is a song I love most. I think it's a Methodist hymn. It speaks of Jesus. And he says something like He is our king, our, our priest and king. I love, I love that side. Somebody wants me to sing the song. (laughs) If I start singing, I will not stop. God bless you, Moses. God bless you. So he says, Jesus, my shepherd, brother and friend, my prophet, priest and king. Can't you see that prophet, priest and king here is speaking of the three categories of people that are anointed in the Old Testament? clearly depicts Jesus as the anointed or the Christ. So when you say Jesus is the Christ, you can just physically see it from the perspective of the prophets. The priests and the kings. Prophet as in what? the word of the Lord said in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 the Bible said God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by prophets has in this last days spoken unto us by the son now did you see that so God spoke through the prophets but in this time he has spoken through the son So now, the speakings of God are through the prophets. So what this scripture is trying to tell us is that Jesus is the prophet of the prophets. Are you getting it? Nice one. Nice one. So we need to, anybody that God is speaking through to you is a prophetic personality. And that is what the word of the Lord is telling us, that God, who sand son-written in the times past, spoke to us through, his, to, through the prophets, as in these last days, spoken to us by his son. So the scripture is trying to bring in correspondence the prophets and the Son of God.
3: Are you following?
2: Nice one. Now, the last thing I want you to note is that the priesthood the levitical priesthood is below the melchizedek priesthood not just because the the levitical priesthood was not kingship in nature but because the bible said the lesser without controversy the lesser is blessed by the greater so the one that is great must be the one that will bless the less one. Are you, are you following? Now, when the Bible speaks of blessings, he's actually speaking of priests. Because it is one of the ultimate assignments of a priest to bless. And the word of the Lord said this in the book of Hebrews 7 because... The Bible said, when Abraham went to fight to redeem his nephew Lot from the hands of some of the kings in war, when he was returning from war with spoils, the Bible said, he met Melchizedek. And when he met Melchizedek, the Bible said Melchizedek delivered unto him bread and wine. The Bible said Melchizedek met Abraham and blessed him. Let's read from Hebrews chapter 7. Verse 1. Verse 1 downwards. The word of the Lord said, This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem and also a priest of God most high. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had. Now, you know a tenth? The tenth here speaks of tithe. Now, as at this time, there was no Moses. (laughs) Are you listening to me? As at this time, there was no isaac born there was no jacob who later gave birth to all the 12 sons of israel through which moses came all those things where the law came there was nothing like the ten commandments as at this time but the man paid tight so tight is not something connected to the law tight was there way back so if you say you are not paying tithe because you are not under the law you don't know scripture you following that is just by the way so the man Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek now listen to what the Bible said he said then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek the the name Melchizedek means king of justice and king of Salem means king of peace so now we are talking about justice and peace. We'll come back to that side later. You know that when the, the Bible says that now through the blood of Jesus, we are at peace with God. Good. Verse 3, the Bible said. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors. No beginning or end to his life. The Bible is talking about Melchizedek. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. (laughs) Resembling the Son of God. Verse 4. The Bible said, Consider then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. Now the law of Moses required that the priests who are descendants of Levi must collect a tithe from the rest of the people of Israel who are also descendants of Abraham. So according to the law of Moses, because the Levites were the priests, they were supposed to take tithe from the rest of the, of the Israelites. But now the Bible said, but Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham. Now this guy is not a descendant of Levi, but he took time. And Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham. The one who had already received the promises of God. Hmm. Verse 7. And without question, listen to this side. And without question, the person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. Ah. <laughs> the King James says that without controversy, the lesser is blessed by the greater. So now what he's trying to say here is that because Melchizedek blessed Abraham, Melchizedek is higher than Abraham. Are you following? Good. Now, verse 8, the Bible said, the priests who collect tithe are men who die so melchizedek is greater than they are because we are told that he lives on the man is still alive till now he has no beginning of days and no ending of this no mother no father nobody gave birth to him when you when you begin to look at this description no wonder the bible said he he resembling the son of god now, listen to verse 9. That's where I want you to take note of. He said, in addition, we might even say that these Levites, the ones who collect the tithe, paid a tithe to Melchizedek when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. <laughs> so, whilst Abraham was paying tithe to Melchizedek, the Levites, who were not yet known, also paid tithe. Why? He said, for although Lev- Levi was not wasn't born yet, the seed from which he gave was in Abraham's body when Melchizedek collected the tithe from him. The same way that Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and died, and we all died. It is the same way when Abraham, the reason why we all died was because we were in the lungs of Adam. So the Bible is saying that It is the same way when Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek. The Levites who are also taking tithe, they also paid tithe. Now the one you pay tithe to is the one that blesses you. And the one that blesses you is greater than you. So definitely, the priesthood of Levites is below the priesthood of Melchizedek. That is what this one is trying to talk about. So verse 11 says, So if the priesthood of Levi on which the law was based could have achieved the perfection God intended, why did God need to establish a different priesthood with a priest in the order of Melchizedek instead of the order of Levi and Aaron? I love verse 12, he said, and if the priesthood is changed, the law must also be changed to permit it. (laughs) If the priesthood is changed, the law must also be changed to permit it. This thing it entered into the Jews. What what is this man saying? No wonder when Jesus became a priest, the only law he gave was only two. He said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul. Then he said, Love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two. When you even combine all of them, it is one God love. Love is the law of Christ. That is the law of his priesthood. Because priesthood moves with law. Are you following so this time if you fornicate and your pastor tells you you have to take note that that kind of priest is not according to the priest of Jesus Christ are you listening to me Nice one. Now, this is just a simple um, understanding in the priesthood. But then, let us come to the garment of the priest. The gift of tongues. We understood that this guy called Hillel.
0: The spirit of the Lord came upon you. The Holy
2: Ghost sent from heaven was also a priest because he was ministering to God. He was also an anointed cherub and because of that anointing he had a certain place in the priesthood. And how was this the guy ministering to God? The word of the Lord tells us in the book of Ezekiel in the book of Ezekiel chapter 28
3: Are you all following?
2: So Satan, when he was Lucifer, in the heavenly realms, he was ministering to God. And how was he ministering to God? The word of the Lord said, in Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 13, The Bible said, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. So Lucifer was in Eden, the garden of God. The same place that God established man. And he said, Every precious stone was thy covering. Then he started listing the precious stones. Now, if you have your book and your pen with you, start writing down the stones that were used to form Lucifer's body. He said, every precious stone was thy covering. The, satios, the first stone is called the Sadius stone. The second stone is called the Topaz. The third stone is called diamond. The fourth stone is called burial. The fifth stone is called onyx. The sixth stone is called jasper. The seventh stone is called sapphire. The eighth stone is called emerald. And the ninth stone is called carbuncle. Bible said, his settings were made of gold.
3: Are you following?
2: The settings, I will explain what the settings mean. Don't worry. So now, all these stones that were used to make the body of lucifer they were joined together at their ends by layers of gold are you following so the gold was not actually used for his body they were just some things that were used to line up to connect the stones So practically and physically, nine stones were used to make the body of Lucifer. Why these stones? What do they stand for? Now I told you that when the light of God appears in the temple of heaven, the first being that picks God's light is Lucifer. Now when you even read further, The Bible said, the workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. So there were musical instruments, pipe organs, flutes, anything that we used the wind or the air to play in form of music. And any string instrument, they were all part of the guy's body. So the moment the light of God shines in the temple, he is the first being that the light will hit. And because his body was made with precious stones, and the main assignment of precious stones is to reflect light, it reflects the light of God in the heavenly temple, and it does not only shine, whilst the light is shining, there will be movement of music, because his body was also made with pipes and tablets, which are string instruments and wind instruments. So, any time in heaven, in the temple, they hear a certain sound in heaven. All of a sudden, the reflection of the light actually speaks of the emotions of God. What God wants to be done. that heavenly realm what God is seeing in this moment what is happening what should we do so if we all in the temple of heaven are supposed to keep quiet it will actually come out of the body of Lucifer the guy had a great place and this assignment of him was called ministering to God and that was his priestly assignment no wonder when god was talking to see sometimes when you sit down you begin to look at these things you'll be amazed because in ezekiel 28 the bible spoke about the stones that were used to make lucifer's body in exodus 28 the bible speaks of the stones that were part of the effort of the priest garment why twenty-eight? Somebody say, Papa, please, is that why Satan uses music to deceive the world? It can be so. The guy is a master of music. That side in day, don't go there. He'll give you beat. I'm telling you, we'll give you beat. I know some of some, some of even the pastors you can hear some beat, and pastor will be tapping his shoe like that. Hey, also, I remember when I got when I was trying to grow in the things of God. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm musically conscious, if you know. <laughs> I love music. I love drums. I love bass. I love keyboard. I love everything music. When I hear any sound, especially the bass side, and it is on point, ah, yeah, the thing will enter my system. And in those times, there was a certain song. I just love the beat. The, they, they call the song telemo <laughs> i don't even know the meaning but the beat of that song ah yeah when i hear the thing i'll be my 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 heart will be jumping hey I see the spirit of the Lord. it is called carry it they are not serious i've, I've dropped it i'm not carry it Hallelujah! <laughs> I know that's the meaning of the the, the, the name Telemon. You should carry it, to no, me Hallelujah! All right. Now we have now listed all the nine stones that were used to make the body of Halel. When you come to the priests in the book of Exodus chapter 28, let's enter into the scriptures. Exodus 28, the Bible said, You are to bring your brother Aaron along with the sons from among the Israelites. To call for your brother Aaron and his sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. set them apart from the rest of the people of Israel, so they may minister to me and be my priests. Verse 2. Make sacred garments now, and i will tell you something. Do you know that this your body is a house? I hope you know that this your physical body you have. The Bible calls it a house, the Bible also calls it cloth. So Paul said, I don't want to unclothe this body, but I want to be clothed upon. The poor person say, We need to no air are you following? It is also called a house. We explain all these things when they need a house So now the Bible said, Make sacred garments for Aaron that are. Look at this one. I love the way the king's put it. What is the main reason why God? Was telling them to make those sacred garments. The King James says, And thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron thy brother for glory and for beauty. For glory and for beauty. Now, I've already told you that. Glory speaks of the revelation of the manifestation of God. So those garments are actually going to depict or reveal God. Just as the way the stones in Lucifer's body receives light and reflect the very nature of God in the heaviness. So those garments are actually for glory and for beauty. Are you following Now, verse 3, he said, "Instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Have them make garments for Aaron that will distinguish him as a priest set apart for my service. Verse 4, he said, These are the garments they are to make, a chest piece, an effort, a robe a patterned tunic, a taban, and a sash. They are to make these sacred garments for your brother Aaron and his sons to wear when they serve me as priests. Verse 5. So give them fine linen cloth, gold thread, and blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Are you following? Good. Now, Let's jump to the the point we want to talk about in verse 17, verse 17. He said, thou shalt set in eight settings of stone. Can you hear me please? Now, this is what the word of the Lord said in verse 17. He said, And thou shalt set in its settings, in it settings of stones, even four rows of stones, the first row. Now, see, when we're in school, um, I think when we're trying to do something like um, Microsoft Excel, they taught us rules and columns. Are you following?
3: Are you following?
2: Good. Now, we all know that columns are vertical and rules are horizontal. hope you know that good now the word of the law said they are supposed to make four rows of stones Four rows of stones, the first, so you see, it's like drawing four lines. Draw four lines that are parallel to each other. Exactly. Four parallel lines. Nice one. Mm-hmm. So column is horizontal horizontal, no vertical, then rows are horizontal. So drawing a line A-B, a linear line will let you know that this one is a row. Then the Bible said you are supposed to make four rules. And these four rules. The first rule, so you see, the Bible was specific. The first rule should have three stones: Sadios, topaz, and carbuncle. Are you following? First stone, the first row should have these three stones the Sadio stone, the topaz, and the camonk. Then he said, This shall be the first row, verse 18. And the second row shall be emerald, sapphire, and diamond. Please, I hope you, you are arranging the thing well. There are many confusions in this one, many confusions, and the Lord will bring clarity to us basically. So let's follow the thing according to the way it has been written in the scriptures.
3: Are you following
2: So now the first row will have three stones Sardius, Topaz, and Carbon. Gold. The second row will have Emerald, Sapphire, and Diamond. And the third row will have lager, Agate, and Amethyst. Lager, Agate, and Amethyst. Many versions of the scripture will give different different names, but let's just hold on to this one. And the last rule will have burial, onyx, and jasper. Are you following? They shall be set in gold in their enclosures. So the settings, the way they were set on the effort, were with gold. The same way, the settings of Lucifer's tombs were of gold. Mm-hmm. read the next verse. The next verse, which is verse 21, says something very, very important. He said, the stones are to correspond to the names of the sons of Israel. Don't forget that one the stones are to correspond very 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 important that word correspond there is very important that means that you can't just pick any any um any of the sons of israel and connect them to any stone are you listening to me So there must be a certain correspondence here now the correspondence is according to the sons of israel now we all know the sons of israel how they were born so when it comes to the corresponding of this these stones to the sons of israel we need to go back into scripture to know the order Of their birth, how they were born. But this one is speaking of the sons. Are you following? Now, you see, when you go into scripture, you realize that there were moments in the Bible where. The arrangement of the sons differ. So there are moments where you will see Ephraim and Manasseh will chip in. Now, whenever you see Ephraim and Manasseh in there, they are actually not sons. I don't forget in my point. Manasseh and Ephraim came out of Joseph. is one of the sons but then they take a certain place of what we call the tribe so there's a a slight difference between sons and tribes the sons are the original sons that were born unto Jacob Don't forget my point. But when it comes to the tribe, God rearranged the tribes in a different order. Are you listening to me? Nice one. So don't confuse yourself. So the correspondence, that is where most people get confused. Because when they are connecting the stones to the Israelites, they mix things up. Now understand that when God was connecting these stones to the Israelites, we all need to understand that he connected them according to the sons, the order of birth of Israel, who is Jacob. Are you following? Now, right now that we have listed all the 12 stones, we now need to go back into scripture to know the order of birth of the sons so that we can correspond them are you following good so now in the book of genesis chapter 29 verse 31 downwards Genesis chapter 29, verse 31 downwards, the Bible said, later the Lord noticed that Leah was being neglected, so he made her fertile while Ryan remained childless. Leah conceived So Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben. So the firstborn of Jacob was Reuben. That means that in corresponding the stones, the first stone that will be linked to Reuben is the first stone in the first row, which is Sadios. Do you get that?
0: I see the spirit of the Lord come
3: upon you are you all following
0: the Holy Ghost sent from heaven
2: good good then she named him Reuben, for she said the Lord has noticed my misery and now my husband will love me. She soon became pregnant again and gave birth to another son. She named him Simeon. So Simeon is the second born, and Simeon will be connected to the stone Topaz, which is the second stone in the first row. For she said, The Lord heard that I was unloved and has given me another son verse 34 she then she became pregnant at that time and gave birth to another son he was named Levi so Levi is the third born and he will be connected to the stone carbuncle verse 35 once again, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son. She named him Judah. But she said, Now I will praise the Lord. And then she stopped having children. So Judah is the fourth born. And Judah will be connected to the fourth stone, which is emerald. Are you following? verse 30 chapter 30 he said when Rachel saw that she wasn't having any children for Jacob she became jealous of her sister she placed, she pleaded with Jacob give me children or I will die then Jacob became furious with Rahel Am I God he asked Is the one who has kept you from having children then Rahel told him take my maid pay her and sleep with her she will bear children for me through her. I, through her, I can have a family too. So Rahel gave her servant, Bilham, to Jacob as wife, and she slept with her. Verse 5. Bilham became pregnant and re, and presented him with a son. Rahel named him Dan. So the fifth born is Dan. And Dan will be connected to the fifth stone, which is Safai. she said, God has vindicated me. He has heard my request and given me a son. Then Bilhah became pregnant again and gave Jacob a second son. Rahel named him Naphtali. So Naphtali becomes the born and will be connected to the stone diamond. For she said, I have struggled hard with my sister and I'm winning. Verse nine. Meanwhile, Leah realized that she wasn't getting pregnant anymore. So she took her servant, Zilpa, and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Soon, Zilpa presented him with a son. Leah named him God. So God is the seventh son, and he'll be connected to the stone, Lega. Lega, right it too.
3: Are you following?
2: following see a lot of people get this very wrong because they don't know how to connect the stones now when you read the Bible there are many times that connecting these people I'm um, listing the sons and the tribes you get confused because there were times where, even through the the names, you will see that sometimes they will take Reuben out. Sometimes instead of Joseph, they will either put Ephraim,
3: are you following?
2: And that is where most of the times the confusion comes because you don't know how to connect. That is what the Bible said. We, the word of the Lord said that we should, there must be a correspondence between the stone and the sounds. Because, I don't know if you're getting my point. So don't get confused. Where are we now? Okay, good. Now, the Bible said. So after Zilpa conceived and gave birth to God. The Bible said. Then Zilpa gave Jacob a second son. And Leah named him Asha. So, the next one is Asha. And I think Asha will be the eighth bone. And the eighth bone is connected to the stone agate. And Leah named him Asha for she said, What joy is mine? Now the other women will celebrate with me. One day, okay. I don't want to read the whole thing, but then okay, let me read so that at least we we'll all understand. The so one day during the wheat harvest, Rubin found some. Mandrakes growing in a field and brought them to his mother Leah Rahel begged Leah, please give me some of your son's Mandrakes But Leah Leah angrily replied Wasn't it enough that you stole my husband? Now will you steal my son's Mandrakes too? Rahel answered, I will let Jacob sleep with you tonight If you give me some of the Mandrakes Verse 16 So that evening, as Jacob was coming home from the fields Leah went out to meet him. You must come and sleep with me tonight, she said. I have paid for you with some mandrakes that my son found. So that night, he slept with Leah, 17. And God answered Leah's prayers. She became pregnant again and gave birth to a fifth son for Jacob. She named him Issaka. So Isaka is the ninth born and is connected to the ninth stone, Amethyst. Follow the stones. Don't follow the story. (laughs) Follow the order of birth and the stones connected. That's what we are talking about. Don't shift your focus. Are you following? So the ninth son was Issachar. And Issachar is connected to Amethyst. Good. Then Leah became pregnant again and gave birth to a sixth son for Jacob. She named him Zebulon. So Zebulon is the tenth son and is connected to the stone burial. Burial. Bible said later she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dina. So why is it that Dinah wasn't part of the lineage? Because the stones were supposed to be connected to the sons.
3: Are you following?
2: She became pregnant and gave birth to. Verse the, 22. Then God remembered Ryan's plight and answered her prayers by enabling her to have children. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. God has removed by disgrace, she said. And she named him Joseph. So the 11th son is Joseph. Now, when Rachel gave birth to Joseph, nobody was giving birth again. Leah was not conceiving again. Rachel too was not conceiving again. But then in Genesis chapter 35, verse 17, the Bible said, from 16, the Bible said, leaving Bethel, Jacob and his clan moved on toward Ephraim. But Rahel went into labor while they were still some distance away. Her labor pains were intense. Verse 17. After a very hard delivery the midwife finally exclaimed, don't be afraid, you have another son. Rachel was about to die but with her last breath she named the baby Benoni which means son of my sorrow. The baby's father however called him Benjamin which means son of my right hand. So the twelfth child was Benjamin. And Benjamin was connected to the stone, Jasper. So now, we now have all the 12 sons connecting them to the 12 stones. Are you following? Good. Now, What we are going to do is very simple. We are going to look at the stones that were used to make Lucifer's body and look at the sons that that are connected to these stones. Are you following? We are now going to find out the three because the stones here that are in the effort of the high priest, the stones are twelve. But the one that is in the body of Lucifer, they are nine. So we are now going to find the three stones that are not in Lucifer's body. And the sons that these stones are connected to. Are you you following? Good. This one is a quick work. I'm not going to mention it. We are all going to do it right now. When we read Ezekiel 28, verse 13, the Bible spoke about all the stones that were found in Lucifer's body. And Exodus chapter 28, verse 17 downwards, the Bible also gave all the stones connecting to um, the high priest's ephod. Who? So now, we are going to look at the stones that are not in Lucifer, but are found in the high priest's garment. The three stones will now come and connect it to the saints. So first, the first work is that, let us do the connection and find out the three stones that are not found in Lucifer's body. Two minutes work, start work.
3: Are you done? Hey, okay, all right.
2: Let's let's use the King James Version, okay, so that we can get it clear. If you use a different version, they might give you different names that will confuse you. And that's why we have been using the King James Version for the names throughout. Are
3: you following?
2: Simple work to we listed all the stones. We listed all the stones. I've given you the scripture, Ezekiel 28, verse 13. That's where all the stones that were used to make Lucifer's body are they are nine and Exodus 28 verse 17 downwards. The stones that were found in the breastplate of righteousness in the effort are 12. we are just supposed to look at the stones, the nine stones that were used to make Lucifer's body and look at the stones that are in the effort and now get to know the ones that are not there. Are you getting it? When you look into the book of Exodus, when you read, um, it is so simple, when you read Ezekiel chapter 28, Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 13, you will know the stones that were used to make Satan's body, Lucifer's body. Good. 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 Now the Bible starts mentioning that thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God, every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, the diamond, burial, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, the gold were for the settings. So now, if you look at the stones in Exodus 28, 17, the ones, that, is not, the ones that, are, that are not here, you will know that those ones are not part of Lucifer's makeup. And when you link them, you will understand that because we did not hear agate among the stones that were used to make Lucifer's body, but it was found in the effort. We did not hear of Lega Are you getting it? We did not hear of amethyst. So Lega, Agate and Amethyst are the three stones that were not found in Lucifer's body. And when you read Exodus chapter 28, I don't know if we are all getting it. When you read Exodus chapter 28, verse 19, you realize that all the stones that were on the third row, the of the Agate, and the amethyst, they were the ones that were not found. In lucifer's body why why all the stones in the third rule the third rule why is that all the stones in the third rule were not found why the third are you following okay that means that and when you begin to count that means that the stones that are in the third rule They are actually the six, the seventh. Sorry, the seventh, the eighth and the ninth stones. Are you following? Because we have six on top already. The first rule has three, second rule has three, which is six. But then the third rule, which is the seventh, the eighth and the ninth, they were not found in Lucifer's makeup. So now we will reconnect it to the seventh bone, the eighth bone, and the ninth bone, because the stones are supposed to correspond to the sons. So now, if you are connecting these stones according to the order of death which sons will have their stones not in Lucifer's body, the sons exactly God Asher and Issachar these are going to be the three sons whose stones were not found in Lucifer's body. Now the question is why and these stones what do they stand for? We now have Lega, we now have Agate and we have amethyst. What is lega? What is agate? And what is amethyst? Now, this is the point of the chemistry of God we are about to enter, but this evening I will end here by first talking about using the meaning of the names of the sons. Are you following? So now we have three of the sons. God, Asher, and Issachar. God, Asher, and Issachar. What does the name God mean? The name God actually means a troop. And when you go into the root word, it means to overcome. Do you remember Genesis 49, 19, when Jacob was blessing God, he said, as for God, a troop will overcome him, but he shall overcome at last. So it was even the meaning of the guy's name that became his reality. God means a troop. It also means to overcome. So let's look at the side of overcoming because that is the root meaning of the name. God means to overcome. Then Asha. The true meaning of the name Asha actually is to progress or to be happy. Progress or to be happy. Now, when it comes to the matters, one of the things that has a certain progressive manifestation for a long time that cannot be twisted is what we call Thrones, thrones. So that some of you listening to me, you have Chief Tenzi thing in your home, and it was not during your generation that it came. Are you following? It has been there since time immemorial. So for something to progressively persist, that is the true meaning of the name Asha. Asher in the book of Genesis chapter 49 verse 20 he said out of Asher his bread shall be fat and he shall yield royal dainties so the name Asher is actually connected to royalty and that is what we are taking royalty royalty Royalty. Then the last one, Issachar. The true meaning of Issachar, Issachar comes out of two words. The first one is Issa, which means to carry. And the other one is Ikar, which means wages. So Issachar simply means to carry wages. To carry wages. was blessing Issachar in Genesis 49, verse 14. Now we all know that the wages of sin is death and Jesus died for us. So what it simply means is that Jesus took our wages. So he's actually manifesting the Issachar dimension. Yes, as in pain. Are you following? now when jacob was blessing issaka he said in genesis 49 verse 14 he said Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two beddings so issaka the blessing there actually is speaking of the one that can carry beddings So now, in the priesthood work of Lucifer, we realize that he was lacking three main stones, which are connected to God, Asa, and Issachar. And the one that he did not have connecting to God, it meant that Satan was not an overcomer and there is no way he can overcome. Don't forget that. No matter the matter, it is not in him to overcome because God did not use that overcoming stone to make him. It's not possible. So no matter what he does, he cannot overcome. The second thing is about royalty. Now we all know That Jesus overcame death. So we too will become overcomers. And he's also our priest. Are you following? The second stone that Lucifer did not have. Was connected to Asher. Which means royalty. So definitely. This guy. Lucifer cannot produce. Royal dainties. There is no royalty in him. He can set up a kingdom. But the Bible said, a kingdom that is divided among itself cannot stand. There is no royalty in him. He can make it look like, but there is nothing in him like that. So everybody that is following Lucifer is a slave. But we that are following Jesus, he made us kings and priests. The Bible said, We are royal priesthood. Oh, Jesus Christ. The royal priesthood. That is why when you see the royal eagle, you give God praise for his life. Hallelujah. (laughs) Somebody said, does it mean that God knew from the beginning that Lucifer will definitely? This this God, you ought to play with God. (laughs) This wisest God. Oh no. And the last stone that he did not have was the amethyst. Connecting to Issachar, which means to carry wages. Which means to bear our burdens. Let me tell you, Lucifer will never bear your burdens. It is not in him to bear anybody's burden. He can say, Come, if you want money, come, I'll help you get money. He's going to destroy your soul. He said, Come, I'll take away your poverty and give you riches. He's going to destroy your soul. It is not in him to bear anybody's burden. But Jesus. But Jesus. He bore our own burdens on himself, our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was placed on him now the Bible said because we were flesh and blood Jesus also became like us so that his priestly assignment can be fulfilled so you see no matter what the devil does is not an overcomer and if someone is not an overcomer it means the person is a failure and satan cannot yield royal dainties he is not in any way connected to kingship no he sought to be a king so that he will exhibit his lordship but he did not get it so jesus is the only king of kings and the lord of lords So no matter what Lucifer tries to do, to take charge of the earth and be the Lord of the earth, inside him is failure. Somebody said, Jesus Christ, the overcoming royal burden carrier. I love that. (laughs) My God. Hallelujah. So now that shows you That which Lucifer was lacking in his priestly assignment that was found among the priests. Now, take note. God willing, in our next meeting, we are going to go deep into the chemistry of the stones. Are you following? So, we are actually going to look at the Sadio stone. What is the Sadio stone? How does it look like? What is its color? What does its color represent in heaven? What is he speaking of? What is the sardio stone composed of? We will know the chemical composition of the sardio stone. Please, when you are coming, make sure you download Periodic Table. We will link everything to the scripture. Then we will know that each of these stones reveal a dimension of God. So what dimension of God and the priesthood of Jesus Christ is this sadio stone revealing now we all know that the sadio stone let me just give you an apple the sadio stone is purely red in color purely red and that speaks of the humanity of jesus and how he shed his blood and he himself carried the blood are you following we will understand all these things and we'll also link it to lucifer why is it that lucifer is also having a saddle stone in his makeup you understand all this and the lord is going to help us and grant us divine grace in jesus precious mighty name amen all right let me take one question let me take one question then um we're close Any question? All right. If there is no question, we give God praise. God bless you and keep all of you strong. Please, we are going to meet this night at exactly 12 a.m. GMT for priesthood time. So make sure you join us. God bless you, my dear sister. Mami Ejiwa, God bless you. You'll be best, I'll show up one of these days. regards to your husband, God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty. My last daughter, Papa Rosie. God bless you. God bless you. Inibu Afubi Jesus mighty. Amen. The Lord bless you all and keep all of you strong in Jesus. Said, Your Father is even here. My Father. I said, my father is there. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Wow, he's in UK now, eh? In Northampton, oh wow, that's great, that's great. Thank God for his life. Thank God for his life. Wow. You give God praise. Hallelujah. All right, God bless you and keep all of you strong. I will also come. I will also come. You will be there. And... Hallelujah. God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' mighty name. We are going to meet at exactly 12 a.m. GMT for priesthood God bless you. God bless you. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye bye. Please, I'm going to upload the message. So, if you want to revisit it, you can kindly do so. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye bye. Rain,
0: lift your voice with me tonight. Rain, Jesus, rain. Say, rain. rain, Jesus, rain. Rain, Jesus, rain. the words so we don't want to hold back. Oh.